Welcome to the Sandy Springs United Methodist Church Podcast, where we bring you weekly sermons that uplift your soul, strengthen your spirit, and praise the Lord. Whatever your reason for listening, we're grateful for you spending your time with us. May God open your heart to love and your ears to hear. The gospel this morning comes from uh, the gospel of John, chapter 6, verses 24 through 35. So when the people saw that Jesus was not there, nor his disciples, they themselves got into the boats and went to Capernaum seeking Jesus. When they found him on the other side of the sea, they said to him, Rabbi, when did you come here? Jesus answered them, Truly, truly, I say to you, you seek me not because you saw signs, but because you ate your fill of the loaves. Do not labor for the food which perishes, but for the food which endures to eternal life, which the Son of Man will give to you. For on him has God the Father set his seal. Then they said to him, What must we do to be doing the works of God? Jesus answered them, This is the work of God, that you believe in him whom he has sent. So they said to him, Then what sign do you do that we may see and believe you? What work do you perform? Our fathers ate the manna in the wilderness. As it is written, he gave to them bread from heaven to eat. Jesus said to them, truly, truly, I say to you, it was not Moses who gave you the bread from heaven. My father gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is that which comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. They said to him, Lord, give us this bread always. Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me shall not hunger. And he who believes in me shall never thirst. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. There's a little book on the bookshelf in my office called Sleeping with Bread. And it's a book steeped in the spirituality of St. Ignatius of Loyola. And the book begins with this story. During the bombing of World War II, thousands of children were orphaned and left to starve. The fortunate ones were rescued and placed in refugee camps where they received food and good care. But many of these children who had lost so much could not sleep at night. They feared waking up to find themselves once again homeless and without food. Nothing seemed to reassure them. Finally, someone hit upon the idea of giving each child a piece of bread to hold at bedtime. And holding their bread, these children could finally sleep in peace. All throughout the night, the bread reminded them, Today I ate, and I will eat again tomorrow. When I pick up that book or walk past it, it is a reminder that that book, that story is more like a tool that helps 
us as people find the deep passions in our lives, the desires of our hearts, because the book suggests that at the end of each day we ask ourselves two basic questions. What are the most life-giving experiences of the day? In other words, where were the places and moments you experienced the most joy or the most insight or the most creativity or the most peace? And the other question is, where were the encounters where you felt least alive? In other words, in what moments did you feel a lack of joy, a lack of passion, a lack of insight, or a lack of creativity? And the assumption that the book makes and invites us to contemplate is that the answers to these two questions over the course of time, at the end of the day, at the end of the week, at the end of a year, at the end of ten years, you count them up and you learn to do the things that bring joy and spark the imagination. And you continue to fine-tune your life with God's joy-giving spirit. It's a helpful practice if you're not doing something like it at the end of every day or every week, wondering and asking yourself, where are the places that bring me the most joy? The book provides other examples of spiritual disciplines that allow us to discern God's mysterious will. But that book begins with the story of lonely, anxious children holding a piece of bread. So think on that for a moment. As we hear Jesus' words at the end of our gospel reading for today, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry, and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. In the Gospels of Matthew and Mark and Luke, uh, the fancy word for those is synoptic Gospels. They're earthly Gospels. They focus on the present tense, the here and the now, the image of the fully human Jesus engaged in fully human life, being with his friends, the daily routines of eating and praying, of reaching out to the sick and the lonely, and teaching about the kingdom of God. And if you place Matthew and Mark and Luke side by side, you will notice two significant similarities, uh, that many of the stories appear in more than one gospel, and they all point to Jesus. Some of the stories even appear in all three gospels, but John's gospel is different early church fathers who put together the scriptures in the way that they did, did so with great wisdom because they knew that you could not put a handle on Jesus. They knew that you needed four different stories, four different lenses, four different camera angles to tell Jesus's story. The gospel of John is more like poetry, and to read it, we need to read it with the eyes of a poet. It's like standing in front of a Rembrandt or a Picasso or standing on the beach and looking out into the sea at dusk. You have to be in the moment. You have to appreciate the color, the texture that John's gospel offers because it's loaded with signs and images. And theologically, it's a sign that points us to something deeper than bread and juice that we will participate and share in in just a moment. A sign is something that helps us see more clearly, something that we might not even see without the sign 
itself. A wedding ring is a sign pointing to a larger reality of marriage. A family portrait is a sign because it reminds us of those whom we love. And in Holy Communion, bread and wine are signs pointing us to a larger mystery than just the body and blood of Christ. And we come to the Bible itself as a sign, the lens through which we encounter God's grace and God's truth. And John's gospel is a gospel of these signs. It's full of images and words that are to be read as a musician would read a musical score, always looking for that pause or that hidden meaning, that deeper truth, the sign of the kingdom. And throughout John's gospel, Jesus says, I am the living water, I am the vine, I am the door, I am the way and the truth and the life, I am the good shepherd, and they're all signs. They point us to something deeper. And now in our reading for today, Jesus says, I am bread. Now, of course, we know Jesus really isn't bread. He's walking, he's talking, but bread for Jesus is a sign because it points to the very heart of God. I am bread. This is a bold claim Jesus is making when in Jesus' time, as in our own, many of the world does not get enough bread to eat. A pastor friend of a friend, and that's always pastor talk for code of, it's a preacher's story. But a pastor friend of a friend remembers and tells a time when he encountered real hunger and real starvation, when he went on a mission trip to Haiti with members from his church. He says, one afternoon we piled into a little truck with two great pots of rice and went outside to a desert-like place to desperately poor people who lived in a tiny group of grass huts beside a dry riverbed. There we were to offer these people food, and upon our approach, dozens of people ran toward our truck. Many of them were naked, all of them were starving. They frantically pushed in among us, thrusting little eating bowls in our direction, and in a hectic five minutes, they emptied over 200 pounds of cooked rice, and then they fell silent and moved back to their huts, and we drove away. And he says, I'll never get that sight out of my mind, to stare starvation in the face, to see what bread means to hungering persons is to know the radical quality of Jesus' statement, I am bread. But it's not just in Haiti, because there's a deep hunger in the world and in our lives. Acute, suffering, physical hunger and raw, empty, spiritual hunger are both hungers. There is hunger for food, but there is hunger for hope and hunger for life and hunger for safety and hunger of release from worry, hunger for justice, hunger for righteousness, hunger for love and compassion. And in a hungry world, Jesus says, I am bread. Jesus says, I am bread in a world where up to 15,000 people a day are dying from malnutrition. And Jesus says, I am bread on a college campus where 25% of undergraduate women and a rising number of undergraduate men suffer from some kind of eating disorder. And Jesus says, I am bread in the United States where obesity is on the rise because junk food is so plentiful and healthy food is so expensive. 
and hard to get in certain places. And perhaps because our habits in life are not what they should be. And Jesus says, I am bread on a Sunday morning in a congregation in Sandy Springs, Georgia, where perhaps there is someone, maybe many here, who are well-fed and well-dressed and yet dying of hunger. And maybe there is someone else here who's been rushing about, grabbing this or that and filling life with one experience after another, one thing more and more, and the emptiness grows and the hunger becomes more and more severe. And you wonder what, if anything, might finally bring us rest and satisfy our hunger. There is a deep hunger in our world. There's a deep hunger around us. And in the midst of so much hunger, perhaps sometimes many of us may not experience that kind of hunger at all. Maybe it's because we're full, full of food, full of material things, full of stress, full of anxiety, or maybe we're full of apathy. And then what we need is that hunger that longing for Jesus in our lives, that hunger for goodness and compassion and truth, that pang of hunger for God. Jesus does not want us to starve, but Jesus does not want our lives to be so full that we have no room for God in them either. So think about when you notice that you're hungry. And I'm not thinking about what's for lunch or what comes or what happens at this table when you come for a snack, but think about the things that trigger your hunger, that make you think and recognize those deep, meaningful places where you know there is something missing. And what do you do to fill those places? Who are the people that surround you? What are the things that bring you comfort and joy? We turn to food for to satisfy our hunger, but we do so because it brings us together. I am bread. I am the vine. I am life, is what Jesus says to us. In a moment, we will come to receive this bread and to receive this cup, and these signs do not fill our hunger, but remind us that in God's presence, there is always enough and there is always room for more. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Sandy Springs United Methodist Church Podcast. We hope that you have found our podcast helpful and hope to be in ministry not only to you, but with you. For more information about Sandy Springs United Methodist Church, please visit www.ssumc.org. Until next time, may God bless you.